We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. Been a few days, but I was traveling. I was out of town uh, in Atlanta, actually, covering some pre-draft workouts. Got to see an open run in Atlanta that was, oh boy, it was fantastic. I'll have some more on that in the future, but it was great, great to get to see some in-person basketball. And actually, pretty high-level stuff, too, that I, uh, I had a lot of fun there. But we are finally back in action here for the NBA front office show. I'm Trevor Lane. By the way, you can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, we had a couple days off, but uh, I'm ready to rock and roll again. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's, uh, you know, it, it's been, um, it, it it's nonstop this time of year because it's playoffs and then we're starting to get news stuff coming out and we've got draft stuff coming up and draft workouts and and all that so it really just goes you know one thing into the other and into the next and into the next but you know it's a it's it's a fun time of year with, with a you know million things going on in the nba well why don't we start with some news that you you may have kind of broke the, uh, the jonathan isaac situation with, with his contract with the orlando magic why don't we why don't we kick off with that what's going on there yeah, I, I don't. I, I am not certainly not sure if I broke this or not. I, you know, there's possibility somebody had it first. Um, if if so, my my money would be on Bobby Marks of ESPN because he's usually all over everything contract wise. Um, but so here's the the simplest way to to think of this: Jonathan Isaac's contract was a flat seventeen point four million dollars per season through 24-25. So that was a four-year deal. Um, started this year. Obviously, he didn't play this season, has not played at all in the last two seasons. Um, and then it's three years after that. It was set to be fully guaranteed, but there was a clause in his contract uh, with certain injuries if he did not meet games played thresholds due to those injuries that his contract would become partially guaranteed uh the remaining years this year stays fully guaranteed which obviously would we're well past the january uh 10th fully guaranteed deadline so what that means is for next season the 22-23 season it goes from 17.4 million to 16 million guaranteed for the 23-24, 17.4 million to 7.6 million guaranteed. And then the final season at 17.4 million becomes fully non-guaranteed. Um, so no guarantee at all on that season. Now, how how this works though is 
17.4 million stays as cap hold. It's just like any of the other non-guaranteed contracts sure. we talk about. Um, that stays as cap hold, and the Magic only receive any sort of cap relief if they were to waive Jonathan Isaac from his contract. So with the one we've probably talked the most about, I think, is probably Al Horford, right? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. he has kind of that 14.5 million of his 26.5 million guaranteed, but it only matters if he gets waived um that's the only way this really matters and there's no sense the magic are willing to even discuss that or look at that or anything um certainly not before they see jonathan isaac get back on the court which the news on that recently was he feels good about his rehab and that he thinks he'll be ready to go next season but still worth noting um and then what happens each of those years is the full guarantee amount kicks in on january 10th when all count contracts each year become fully guaranteed and, and this is certainly not what the magic are, are hoping for i mean they're they're hoping that he comes back Correct. he's great and he's he deserves every penny and they'll yeah. be happy to pay him uh, yep. this is just protection in the event that you know if these injuries yep. continue to pile up then maybe it gives them you know a little bit more flexibility in the future but uh, i mean good thing to know exactly. and, and could be important down the, it's one of those things where i hope it doesn't matter because i hope he comes back and he's fantastic yeah. but it's there just in case and it's something that's worth noting yep and this is not uncommon in contracts um to have stuff like this this is different than the joel Embiid type situation where that was a um that was a hit these thresholds and you become guaranteed. This is a don't hit and then it reverses the other way. And there's no way to get it back to full guaranteed either. It's not like if he comes back next season, plays all 82 games, everything reverses and resets. It's not an incentive. It's not a bonus. It's nothing like that. It's just the, this was the magic kind of protecting themselves uh, in the uh, both Sort of in the short term, because, I mean, it's not that much savings next year, $1.4 million, um, if he wasn't able to come back, but really protecting themselves uh, down the line in the long term uh, with this. And that that's, again, that's not uncommon um, to see. It's just uncommon that it actually gets triggered, because obviously, rarely does someone miss two full uh, complete right. seasons. Right. Uh, let's jump over to uh to the well uh, a triumvirate of teams here the knicks the pistons the pacers according to jake jake fisher all teams that could be landing spots for jalen brunson in free agency the mavs have got to be feeling the heat a little bit there knowing that he's going to be one of the top names out on the market my sense is still that he winds up back with the mavs but if anything doesn't go correct it doesn't go the way he wants in free agency with his negotiations with the Mavs, he's going to have no shortage of options uh, to, to look elsewhere and go find himself a new home. Yeah, without a doubt. Now, what becomes really interesting here is those three teams are coming at this from very different places uh, this offseason. The Knicks are going to be over the cap, so they would need to execute this as some form of sign and trade. Now, they've got a ton of very tradable contracts that they could send Dallas's way to make this happen. Plus, they've got a their own first round picks. They actually own a Dallas first uh, still in the future from the Chris Stapps Porzingis trade. So that there's many ways those two teams could, could link up on this. Indiana is maybe shy. Probably they have enough in cap space to, to make it work, to get, um, to get, uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson, um, to, to just outright sign him. Um, there was an interesting note also by Fisher that they, the Pacers are expected to look into moving Malcolm Brogdon, oh, yeah. um, this, this 
this offseason as well, which would make sense, especially if they were going to go after Brunson. Sure. You don't need Brunson, Halliburton, and Brogdon when he's still buddy healed and guys like that. And then the 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 Pistons project to have the most cap space this summer, so they would definitely be able to chase him outright. And the important thing to note is it's not any kind of restrictions on him. He's an unrestricted free agent, so he can really do uh, whatever he wants. But I'm with you. I think Dallas is probably likely where he and sticks. And the Pistons are looking at it from the perspective of, we see how he's worked with Luca. He can do the same thing with with Kate mm-hmm. Cunningham. That's that's how they envision that partnership exactly. working moving forward. So it's an interesting landing spot. But yep. again, if I had to put odds on it, I think the Mavs are are by far the favorite. I think he winds up staying there. But again, if if there's any kind of a bump in the road, if the Mavs don't offer him enough or enough years or whatever, he's gonna have plenty of other places mm-hmm. that will offer him what he wants, and then he could bolt. Yeah, I'm really, really, really interested, not just because they have the most cap space this summer, but where are the Pistons going to go with the way they look to build this thing out? Because there's just there's a lot of stuff going on there. Jeremy Grant, they've obviously got a bunch of young guys who are super interesting, whether it be Cunningham or Bay or Isaiah Stewart or even uh, Marvin Bagley, who showed, you know, some some, uh, you know, Bounce, I guess, is the best way to put that, uh, you know, upon arriving in Detroit. So that's going to be one of the more fun off seasons to kind of keep tabs on because it's they could go quickly here and try to be like next year's Cavs and say, all right, you know, we like kind of the pieces we have in place. Let's see if we can make that jump and into, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. But you got to be careful because if you don't do that in the right way, all of a sudden you're you're stuck, you know, and and the Pistons know that, right? Uh, Ben Ben Gordon and Charlie Villanueva, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Josh Smith, anybody? (laughs) So Josh Smith, Greg Monroe, Andre Drummond front court, that that, uh, didn't exactly go so well. Yeah, it it did not. They had Josh Smith on their books for a long time. (laughs) They were the the wave and stretch team. Oh, yeah. So my goodness, that that um, that's a situation they're not going to be uh, looking to recreate anytime soon. That's for sure. <laughs> no. Uh, <Yep>. My Lakers <laughs> are going to be uh, interviewing Kenny Atkinson, adding another name to the list uh, for their head coach position. Uh, has head coaching experience. We've seen him before with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting. You, you saw Mike Brown was on their list. And Mike Brown, who's also an assistant with the, with the Warriors, and Mike Brown winds up going to the, the Kings, and so the Lakers go, okay, Kenny Atkinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Nurse was on their list, and the Raptors make it clear Nick Nurse isn't going anywhere. So they so they go, hey, oh, Adrian Griffin then, one, one of the assistants there. They just kind of go to the, <laughs> yeah. the next person in, in line on that team. But uh, but I think Kenny Atkinson is a, is a worthy candidate. I don't know if he's the guy who ultimately gets the job, but add another name to the list. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Yeah, and and I think this is um when I think about this, I think this is really the right way for the Lakers to approach this search um, right now, especially it's now it's them and the Hornets. So you don't need to be Yeah. Obviously if the guy you want is there, go get him. Um, but you don't need to be rushing your coaching search. Just, you know, cast a wide net, have conversations with a bunch of different guys. And, and I think that's, that's the right way to play this. So who, who really feels good and fits with you? Um, with, with you know what you're trying to build in the front office and where you're trying to go as a franchise, because that's going to be so important, not only in the next year or two, um, but as you transition into eventually the post LeBron years in the like, you would like to have a coach who you can maybe see as hey, he's not just here for the LeBron years, but he can be the guy as we move into whatever our next, he can be that guy to kind of lead that on the core uh, for us. So I, I, I like their approach to you know it, it's easy it's easier said than done right from afar yeah. of like we don't have a coach like go get a coach but i don't know that stuff just doesn't really you know bother me all that much they also was announced today they've added uh charles lee from the milwaukee bucks and assistant yeah. there uh and we all already know darvin ham has been on the list and somebody that they're interviewing as yeah. well so hey you know what i said before it started leave no stone unturned appears that's that's exactly what they're doing so they'll, they'll keep at yep. it uh, let's get into the Memphis Grizzlies. My goodness, what a performance <laughs> against the Warriors. Uh, the, the Memphis Grizzlies wind up with uh, with the executive of the year coming from, the, and I think, as I recall, Joe Kleiman, he was near the top of my list. Zach Kleiman. Zach, I'm sorry. I'm on, uh, I, I moved on to Joe Cronin in my head for, <laughs> for the Blazers. <laughs> but Zach Kleiman, uh, he was at the top of my list, I think, when we did our awards. First or second, anyway, for the Grizzlies. I, and uh, Yeah, and so yeah I know it. you had him. Pretty high. Yeah. I mean, and well-deserved, right? I mean, that team has been very uh, smartly put together. I think, uh, you know, their, their off season at times, we were maybe a little, is Steven Adams really, mm -hmm. you know, moving up in the draft to get Zaire Williams, but it's come together really, really well for them. Now one can argue there wasn't a huge volume of moves that they did. I mean, that was kind of the only roster move they did, but you know, sometimes executive of the year is more of a um, uh, longer time horizon award. Like, what have you done to build this team over, uh, you know, a couple year uh, window versus just the, this immediate window? But it's, uh, you know, good, good to see, you know, Memphis getting a little bit of a nod there. And then, yeah, I mean, that, what a beating they put on the Warriors uh, in game six on uh, last night. Just absolutely hammered them, uh, or in game five, rather, to force game six when it looked like it might be over. I still tend to think the Warriors are mm -hmm. going to get them uh, back in the Bay Area in, in six, and that would match. That was, I think, what we both yeah. picked was Warriors in, in six. But, uh, you know, who knows with this? Now, we're not going to spend even a minute on it, but they, are they better without John Morant, no, no, they are not. Like, stop with that. They're just a different team. But yeah, I mean, credit to the to the Grizzlies for going out there and getting it done and giving us another that's game right. when we're getting right. down. I'm to saying, it. please, game basketball wise. gods, give us Game Seven in that series. That's that's what that's what we want to see. Yeah, give us at least yeah, a couple. That's right. Yeah. Um, the Joe that I was going to when I with my uh, my little <laughs> slip there was uh, Blazers. Joe Cronin becomes the permanent yep. GM for Portland, so rem removes that interim tag, and he now gets the permanent GM spot. For Portland, as they look to, I mean, it's going to be a big job this summer. They're going to try to rebuild things mm -hmm. around Damian Lillard uh, this summer. And, I mean, that means they're going to be making a lot of moves, a lot of activity out of Portland uh, in, in the next few Yeah, months. I think we all, 
knew this was coming. Sorry to step on you there at the end. Um, I think we all knew this was coming when they allowed him as the interim GM to trade CJ McCollum and make the Covington Powell trade and really just kind of basically everything but Damian Lillard. They started, you're not doing that if the guy then a few months later is like, hey, thanks for, you know, blowing up our franchise say see you later um you know you're not going to do that so i think i think we knew this was coming but yeah it's uh yeah you're absolutely right you know monster uh off-season opportunity coming here from portland and it's a team that says you know hey we, we gotta get this done and get this turned around quickly uh last thing we've got on the on the list for today to get into the jazz reportedly have no desire to rebuild not shocking at all that's that's kind of been the jazz's mo for quite a while now but that matters in regards to any type of trade with Donovan Mitchell, with Rudy Gobert, all the other pieces that are out there, Bogdanovich, Conley, O'Neal, all of those guys that, that could potentially be on the move. It's important to note that the Jazz probably aren't going to be looking for just future draft capital or something like that coming back. Mm-hmm. They want to win right now and, and compete. Yeah, this tells me we may see a lot of shuffling, mm-hmm. of, but I don't think we're getting a Mitchell or Gobert trade. Uh, I think they're going to run that back one more year. Let's see, you know, where this goes. Let's see what we we can do uh, with this. Um, now that I've said that, probably <laughs> both will get traded. Um, you know, and we we anything we say, I think Trevor and I are in complete agreement. We caveat it with it's the NBA, and nothing would Correct. surprise us. Um, you know, here, but uh, but yeah, it's you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Conley is moved. You know, maybe, maybe Bogdanovich or O'Neal or you know anybody from that grouping. You know, they because I just. I think they're going to look to retool around Mitchell and Gobert and then move, move it forward from, from there. And then if it's a similar season or a, you know, a worse season, then you'll look into, all right, now we could have some real hard conversations about what are we doing uh, moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Danny Age will almost trade a lot of guys this summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite possible. It is quite possible. Um, speaking of Danny Age and Celtics size, I will just say we're not going to spend a lot of time Really, it is truly because we are pressed for time. Um, we, we both have obligations we need to get to. We're, we're really cramming this show in today. But complete, utter collapse by Boston. I'm not ignoring it because I'm, you know, of anything. I just, you know, I'll promise all, all the, the front runners out there that the, that is not where I'm at uh, with this. It is It was bad. I mean, they fell apart in the fourth quarter. Uh, didn't execute, didn't play well. Really stopped playing basketball with about nine, ten minutes to go. Uh, just went into this kill the clock kind of game. If it was allowed, the old Dean Smith four corners offense, I think, would have been broken out of, you know, just yeah. pass the ball around for minutes at a time. But it, it was bad. And credit to the Bucks, they, they they're they're the champs for a reason. They they took control and they went. Um, I will say this: the 2022 Boston Celtics, so not the full January on, they've been very resilient. So nothing yes, would surprise me if they were to bounce back, win Game Six. This series has been very very closely matched. I think the folks who are out there saying, "Hey, this might be," you know, you look back and say, "Yeah, that was whoever wins this series wins the title." Um, I do think there might be some truth in that. I just think it's it's one of those things where the matchups gave it to us in the second round. But the, these two teams are really, really good, and they're really, really getting it after it. So, but it's been a, been an incredible series, and we'll see what happens, you know, the rest of the way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll have a little bit more time tomorrow to go a bit more in depth into some yeah. of the playoff series that we've missed on. But uh, we do have to run today. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Ring that notification bell as well. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.